Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? So what? We're back. We've had a bit of a long weekend off. Sorry about that. Hope you managed to uh, get by without us. We don't really give a fuck whether you did or didn't. I'm sorry. No. I'm not sorry. Get on with your fucking lives and your responsibilities. Yeah. What's wrong with you? You're too addicted to this anyway. Sitting around waiting to hear a fucking couple of men couple of fucking idiots in the midst of a fucking crisis, a midlife yeah. crisis, uh, fucking rambling on bullshit to each other. You should be ashamed of yourself listening to this shit. If that's the best thing you've got going on in your life, then Jesus you're Christ, you're, you're fucked. Sorry. Um, we've, um, you've Can been you hear this fucking song. cat? Can you hear this cat? Fuck What's off. it doing? It's fucking purring into the microphone. It's trying to get involved as usual. Go on. Podcast. Play with that fucking duck. It's not a cat cast, mate. <laughs> fucking hell, you're not even allowed on the table. Get Let your alone fucking, fucking podcast. meddling with my microphone. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, listeners. That's it's all right. On. The cat is fucking... It's, it's an entitled little shit. Right. <laughs> it's because I've been away on holiday. Yeah. So it's missed me so much. It wants of like course. loads of attention. I'm sure the listeners have as well. The cat represents the listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Right, you so see, you've been to the Isle of Wight... Um, last time I spoke to you, you said that you had some um, some coins chat. You had a fantastic experience on the coins. Great coins. Well, I mean, where to start? Because the last time we recorded was at the beginning of last... It's almost a week ago. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, there's been so much coining stuff going on. Right. Every day I coined. Every mm. day last week. Seven days of coining. I set myself a budget of £2 right. pound a day. It's quite a modest budget. That's very modest. I, I can yeah. rattle through a fiver yeah. in a very short space of time. But then again, that's the Dawson method for you. Yeah, high investment, well, high returns. <laughs> well, I've got to say, many days I didn't stick to the budget. I set <laughs> myself the budget. Get in. Like on, on the biggest day, the biggest, most epic day of coining ever was, I think, a week ago today. Right, And I was down there, and as you might have seen in my video, I gave a mini tour of the uh, Shanklin Seafront Arcade, which has so many different coining options. Yeah, And there are different themes, like there's a a deal or no deal, there's a Marvel one, no, there's a DC one, there's um, one called Clockwork Orange. Wow. Uh, There's all sorts of different themes. There are also different, obviously, denominations. So there's a rich man's coin in the ten uh, machine with the te- five, ten piece, which obviously I didn't fucking go near. Right? Jesus, no! I mean, you got to be mad. That's the addict's I mean, machine, that one, isn't it? I didn't, I didn't really see anyone on it. I don't trust it. There's loads of rolled up fivers in it, and I just right. think not only could I never afford, I couldn't ever dream of nah. being the sort of man who played on a ten ten piece 
coining machine. I'm also like, nah, they're never going to fucking let you win one of those fivers. No way. Must be a fucking well, stitch up. No, I, I think they would, you see, because your investment, you think about, you know, the coins that drop down the sides that, yeah. that they keep. Yeah. That's where they make their money. They'll make more yeah. than a fiver from you for you to win that rolled up fiver. It's just yeah. higher stakes, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose so. Anyway, the um, but don't go near it, kids. All don't. these different just, just and the no. other thing they have at, at Shanklin Arcade is that all different machines have different coin entry options. So right. there are some where you can do the Dawson technique, sort of sideways, yep. side shoving. Then there's um. Then there's one which more like forward shoving. Yeah. And then there's some where you cannot do the Dawson technique because it's just a single slot. Right. That's for the uh, geriatrics. They're shit. I don't go near those personally. However, on this day, um, there was what, as you know, I was I had a particular eye out for this duck in a military uniform. Yes, he did, yeah. And um, I saw the perfect <clears> machine. <throat> what I do is when I first get there, I fucking do, I spend good 20 minutes scouting the machines. Mm. I do reconnaissance. I look at all of them. I see what, what's going on. I see who's playing. And I see what the prizes are and what the coin setup's looking like. Yeah. And I uh, and people often make the mistake of looking at the coins at the front. So they'll think they'll be, they'll, they'll be attracted to a machine where the coins are teetering on the edge. Yeah. But you shouldn't be looking just at the front. You should be looking at the back. It's all about because the Because unless, unless things are lying right at the back, mm. right, then you'll never forget about the things at the front. That's fucking, you're never going to get near them. Yeah. See what I mean? Exactly. exactly. Totally so right. I, totally right. I do, all that, I do all that reconnaissance. Anyway, it was not, I got there early, so it wasn't that busy. But there was one machine where I saw this particular duck that I wanted in the US Naval get-up, right? Yeah. And right. everything about it was right. The coins were set right at the back, single yeah. level, not big piles of them, because then your coin will just get absorbed just, into the middle, and it yeah. won't push. You won't get any traction, coin traction. Yeah. And uh, and so it, everything was set up right. But the only problem was there was a man on the machine right next to it. And for me to go right in next to him when it was a fairly empty arcade yeah. was basically akin to when you go into an empty toilet, toilet and there's one yeah. bloke at the urinal and you decide yeah. to go and have a piss right next to him. Yeah. It looks dodgy. And plus this man, as I've told you before, in this arcade, I have recounted before how I have had to encounter fairly common people. Hmm. Common people who... It's hard for me to read, like, how they might respond to my actions or to me, right? (laughs) Because some of these people, you don't know how they're living their life. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You don't know if they might be high on some sort of substance. You don't know what kind of triggers they're going to have. You don't know what their triggers are. It's hard to read, right? So, but I thought, fuck it. I trust myself to respond to whatever is required. So I I I think... I think there's a slight difference between that urinal thing you mentioned and the coins because yeah. if you stood next to him and went for it for the the duck in the navy uniform, he would yeah. kind of think, "I know what this is about. This isn't a power He's play. After that fucking it's not duck. sexual. He's after that <laughs> duck." And he'd also be thinking, "Fucking hell, why did I not go for that duck?" <laughs> well, so, this is it, right? Because I think so. I sort of shoved that, and I had to give him a little. Excuse me, mate. 
because he was playing elbows out. He was in your personal space, yeah. He was playing yeah. elbows out. And I thought, he didn't think Come I'm going to be intimidated by the cunt, yeah. right? Because he was there with all his tattoos, you know. He had, yeah, he, yeah, he looked, you know, he, he probably would have intimidated some lesser men than me. But no, I wasn't going to be intimidated on the coins, right? No chance. So, excuse me, me, mate. So he, he fucking tucks his elbow in, right? But I can see he's eyeing me. And uh, he's thinking, who's this fucking cunt? So I start coining it, Dawson Method, which yeah. he also had a close eye, and he thought, whoa. Who's this fella? Yeah. Yeah, he knows, this cunt knows what he's doing. So he's coining, and he's fucking, he can't stop fucking looking across. He's glancing across, glancing across. I was this close, and saying, oi, keep your fucking eyes on your own coin yeah, in, mate. get your own coins in order, pal. Yeah, exactly. I'm getting my ducks in a line. You get yours in a fucking line. <laughs> Literally. Right? I thought, what's this cunt's problem? <laughs> fucking looking at my technique. What's he going to do? And I was ready for anything. I was thinking, he's going to do a grab. Because did, when my did, brother was a postman... So did did yeah, his machine have the Dawson method as well? He was doing a bit of Dawson method in, yeah. Right. I okay. could tell he, he knew. It wasn't his first rodeo. This bloke no, knew no, what he was no. doing. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, who's trying to work me out, but I was ready for anything. Like I remembered when my brother was a postman in their leisure room at the sorting office, they had a, there was a coin a, machine. No, there wasn't. Oh. There was a fruity. And when he, he once won the jackpot and it fucking was chugging out. I don't know. It wouldn't have been pound coins, but it was fucking 50 P's. It was a massive jackpot. He said it was the biggest ever win he's had on a fruity. Yeah. But as soon as it started making the noise, Every other fucking postie in the leisure room jumped up and stormed him. They just rushed him. No way. And all their fucking hands were in there. It was like Night of the Living Dead. Dirty right? bastards. And they all just fucking took it. It was pretty aggro. It was, a, it was a rough place to be, the West Central sorting office in the mid-80s, right? From, from the stories I've told. It was fucking rough. It was dog eat dog. Mm. And they just fucking took it. And he... he he couldn't fight them all off. So what he did was he just became one of them. He just fucking scrambled as much as he could mm. and thought, this is it, damage limitation. It's better than Jesus. coming away with nothing. So I was, my mind went back to that story. And I thought, this cunt, he looks like he might have been a fucking postman. Yeah. And I'd, I thought, I, you know, just, just briefly, I'd, I'd have thought the post office would have been the kind of place where there'd be camaraderie. No. You, you, you know, like the army. No. But no can't believe that i think they had a bit of a laugh together but it seemed to be that there was an understanding that when it came to money or get the fruit because they all they all nicked non-stop like from envelopes yeah cash out of envelopes and stuff like that like, birthday cards my brother yeah. now to this day he will never send anything of value normal in the post because yeah i mean I, I think i think the royal mail might have cleaned up their act since then I, I assume there's better um security as well they're probably being watched by cameras non-stop yeah but he still doesn't trust me. Anyway, I thought, this bloke's... I, what, he's looking at me a lot. I think he's fucking planning a, a smash and grab. For all, mm. Andy, for all I knew, it won't, it won't fucking surprise you. Part of me was thinking, is this cunt Millwall? Ah, God, yeah. Could Not have necessarily been. a local, yeah. Could have been... Oh, there's no... There is so many different... I mean, I'll get on to that. Down on this beach... Down in Shankly, it's great because there's every different type of football fan and everyone wears their colours and has their flags up. I keep it low-key. I mean, I've got a West Ham towel, but mm. I'm not going around wearing a shirt like some sort of fucking idiot, like a child. Yeah. But a lot of people have their flags up and stuff like this. 
this bloke, I was I started trying to look at his tattoos, but they were the old sort that had all gone blurry and blue. They were hard to read, right? Yeah. Anyway, in the end, I've he started calling his wife over to reload him on coins, and I thought he doesn't want to let go of his machine. And I think that he was playing two machines before I got here. And I thought that he'd made a lot of progress on my machine before mm. I got on it. And he was fucking fuming because he thought that I was going to mm. win. But he'd done all the legwork. Yeah. See what I mean? You know, like you get yeah. that on Fruities in the pub. You go and win and someone comes over and goes, oh, I've just been fucking filling that with pounds for the last two hours, you cunt. Well, and you're you like, know what? fuck off, you, mate. You, Learn you, the fucking exa- rules. Exactly. Exactly. Well, why walk away from it? If you want yeah. to win on that machine, stick with it. Why, this is why how it would fucking he, works. Why it's would not he, your money. It's my why money. Would he, why would he prime up that duck machine yeah. to the point where it's about to, to, to cough up and yeah. then walk away and do something else? He thought he fucking Fuck had him. it on lockdown. And i tell you what else, right? With his fucking tattoos and his ex-postman, possibly Millwall in disguise fucking demeanour, mm. he thought no cunt's going to come over and pay any of these machines. They'll be too fucking scared. Yeah, he didn't he, count on he, fucking Delaney, did he? He thought he thought he created a buffer zone through his physicality. Yeah. Fuck yeah. off. Fuck off, mate. Coins are coins. Yeah, coins are coins, and I will not be fucking intimidated or bullied out of my duck, right? Jesus. So I'm fucking So he's got he's getting the wife to recoin him. Hmm. I've got to the end of my two quid. By the way, I've given the kids a budget every day as well. Mm-hmm. Right, and I've gone uh, Wise. And I've I've got to the end of my two quid, and I'm it's tantalising. I can almost taste the duck. I can almost taste the cunt. And I've gone, Len, come here. And he's come over. He was coining elsewhere. I think he was coining on the deal or no deal, right? Right. Because <laughs> that one chugs out tickets. Not all of them chug out tickets. No, that's true. Len's all about the tickets, right? I'm less bothered. So I go, come over here. Goes what? Well, I go change this coin up for me because I didn't want to fucking vacate it, did I? You don't leave it, do you? Not. I said, go and change this up, change this pound up for me. And he said, no, I don't want to. I'm coining myself. Why do you get an extra coin? You said we were all on a budget. It's like never mind that. Oh god. He went, I'm not going to do it. Oh god. It was like dealing with. It was like fucking dealing with Rain Man, right? You know, Qantas <laughs> never crashed. I went, listen, right. <clears throat> In the end, this is this is how quickly my fucking parental boundaries collapse once I'm on the coins. I went, all right, yeah. look, don't tell Coco. Don't tell your sister, right? Yeah. But if you go and change up at this coin for me now, I will give you another coin for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> he looked at me like he was half appreciative, but half he pitied me because he thought, fuck mm. me. You this, are. Uh, this man has man. gone. He's been lost Look to the you. coins. Your fucking head's gone. <laughs> <laughs> this is like when you used to drink, Dad. Yeah, exactly. Uh, go and get to, go to the office. Give him this note. <laughs> give him this note. Tell it saying that I have given you permission to buy me a bottle of whiskey. No, so, I've gone. But I'm three. <laughs> don't worry about that. Get on your tricycle or whatever it is. <laughs> your little pedal car. <laughs> Take my car. I don't care. <laughs> Take the car. Put some, put blocks on your feet like that little kid does in Temple of Doom. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's an automatic. It drives itself. Yeah. 
And uh, so I gone, change it up so you can bring us back. I got another pound. Still don't get that. I've done it again. Change it up. He goes, I want another pound. I've gone, fuck it, have another pound. <laughs> on the fourth pound, I fucking finally win the duck. And yeah. people have seen, I put it on Instagram. Great. And at this point, the man who I've been playing out all sorts of scenarios about in my head, is he Millwall? Mm. Is he planning to rush me? Mm. What's the cunt's problem? He's gone to me. He goes, you know what? He turned to me as the duck fell and he went, in a perfectly polite voice, he went, oh, well done. I could see that was getting to you. And I went, it fucking was. And he went, oh, it's a bloody nightmare, isn't it? Once you get going, it's so frustrating. And I went, yeah, it is. And then I realised, this bloke's not a cunt at all. He's like he's a kindly a sort of granddad-like character. Yeah. He's, like a wi- he's like a wise old Obi-Wan Kenobi, an old man of the coins. Yeah. He's been coining for like decades. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he was so nice to me. And I thought, not for the first time, I thought Delaney, well, like Delaney the cunt, which is uh, an item that you tried really hard to get going on Top Flight Time Machine. Mm. But I'm glad that it fizzled out in the end because it was mean. But yeah. it was a case of Delaney the cunt. And uh, anyway, on the same day as me spending four quid on winning that duck, my fucking niece, Daisy, who I talked about on the Instagram, 19 years old, she starts with a £2 initial stake, right? Yeah. And she is on this fucking machine doing the single drop method, right? Right, like tipping point. Tipping point, old-fashioned. And I'm going, I've won my duck, so I'm full of hubris. And I'm going, ah, I won the fucking duck. Get a load of me. I'm on the coins, I'm the fucking champion of the coins. And I'm going to the kids, ah, look at Daisy, fucking hell. I was going, right, kids, you look at what she's doing now as an example of what not to do. Hmm. Watch your cousin, watch your cousin, and remember everything she does, and you do the opposite, right? Because I'm so full of myself. And she's just calm. She ignores me. Side note, she's at university doing fucking psychology. Right. Right. So, she's, you, you know. She's one step ahead of you in everything she does then. fucking now. You can imagine. She's just like inside her head thinking, I'm fucking, listen, Uncle Sam, you are a joke to me. You're the shit on my yeah. shoe, mate. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so she doesn't respond. She doesn't rise to any of my fucking catcalling or whatever you call it. Right, my, uh, what do you call it? Coin calling. Coin calling, yeah. Um, And she goes, uh, she just carries on slowly, calmly, methodically. She's timing her coin drops as well. She's watching. And I'm thinking, this is bullshit. This is the opposite of the Dawson method. Well, fuck me. I've never seen a coin in performance like it. There were nine prizes sat inside that coin in machine. And over the course of an hour, on just... A two pound stake, yeah, recycling the coins as she went. She won all nine of them. Fucking hell. I've never seen it done before, and I don't suppose I'll ever <clears throat> see it done again. She no. cleaned the whole machine out of every fucking prize. Nine you, you- prizes. Jalapeno. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Jalapeño. You would think that me, as the, the pioneer of the Dawson method, would be appalled by this. Yeah. Uh, this flagrant you know, challenge to my methodology that's proven mm. so successful. Mm. But to be honest, the game changes. It evolves. Yeah. New kids come along, new techniques come along. Sometimes old yeah. techniques get reborn and reinvented and tweaked. Mm. And mm. that's what's happened here. The Dawson method, kind of like the sweeper system, mm. you know, it's had its time and, it, you know, we're moving on. New kids are the coming high through. Pre- this is the high ideas. press now, isn't and it? This and is it's, the high yeah, press. And, and it's it's kind of, it might be inspired by Tipping Point being such a success on ITV. I don't know if she watches it, but she's a student, so she's she might She's a student, do. of course she watches it. She yeah. watches it fucking avidly and on yeah. Challenge TV as well, the repeats yeah. of the old ones. Of course she probably she records it. Yeah, of course she does. But best of luck to her. Because the game needs to evolve and it needs to change. It does, yeah. And I'm, yeah. I'm delighted to hear that. Well, I think that's very noble of you, mate. I mean, it was a sensational performance. I was awestruck by it. And that really was the defining moment of my week in the Isle of Wight. A um, couple of other updates, if you want to hear non-coining can, stuff. Can I just briefly just add something I was thinking there? A couple of things. First of all... Yeah. It's it's about methods and styles. You yeah. are kind of like the Alex Hurricane Higgins of coining. Yeah. And Daisy is almost the Steve Davis. And sometimes I guess so, yeah. Sometimes the tortoise beats the hare. Slow and steady wins the race. Watching me is like a non stop thrill ride. Mm. Right? Watching me coin. People yeah. pay good money to come and watch they, me coin. Of course they do, yeah. Yeah. And Daisy Bums on seats, isn't it? Maybe not. You're not going to have so much entertainment excitement, but by God, she delivers. You're going to get and, results. Yeah. You know, maybe there are similarities between, you know, Kevin Keegan's Newcastle of the 90s and my coining, you yeah, know. I think so. Um, but listen, on the on the final day yesterday. And, and just I, one I, more I, thing I, before yeah. I forget, one more thought I had during that. What do you think the possibilities are of us getting a top flag time machine branded coin machine? Oh. Into the arcades, but with the focal figure of it being Jeff Capes. <laughs> <laughs> We've had Jeff a good email Capes about Jeff Capes. Yeah, yeah, the Jeff Capes coin machine. Let's well, listen, if you're listening and you are in the business of manufacturing coin machines, or you know someone who does, or you know get Jeff in Capes, touch, or or if you are Jeff Capes, get in touch. Is Jeff Capes alive, Andy? Yes. He is. He's he only is. about 69. I looked the other day while we were talking Seriously? about him. He is. What's he He's up to? Well. What's what? he up to? No idea. I'll have to look on Wikipedia. Mm. But he is still alive. I don't think he's doing the strongman in anymore. Because, you know, there's right. only so much of that you can do. He might be doing exhibition stuff. I wonder if they have a veterans strongman competition. Um, great, wouldn't it? He is 69. Let's just scroll down. Life outside sport. He currently lives near Grantham. And his daughter was the English school shot put champion, and his son played American football for the London Monarchs. Jeff also, has it's a bit strong family all round. Then 
<clears throat> he's still breeding budgery gars and yeah. uh, he has four grandchildren so plenty to keep him going there i know people have probably speculated about this before but do you worry when you think about jeff capes and his budgery gars do you think about that character lenny in that john steinbeck fit, uh, book you know who keeps crushing them in his hand you'd imagine <coughs> that would be a big risk with capes and his budgery gars yeah right? it could be couldn't it he probably because his normal grip his normal grip yeah. Like his gentle grip would yeah. be like mine or your full grip. Yeah. He probably developed the budgerigar thing as a method of training himself to be gentle. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it, it has sacrificed a lot of budgies. There'll have been <laughs> hundreds and hundreds that have perished in his fist. But, you know, it, eventually... <laughs> Maybe it he started learned... with um, not real ones, with like model ones or something. Or, or, or just eggs, budgie eggs. Or balloons. Yeah. Budgie balloons. But, you know, he, ne- he needed to learn how to be like the humans with the Very tender high. touch of a, a regular human. <laughs> his wife probably, he, he, he lacked a gentle touch in, in the bedroom. So <clears> his wife might it. have encouraged him to get well, on the budgery guard. He's, he's got four grandchildren, so, you know. He was doing something right. He's doing something right. Do you know how many times Jeff Kipps won the world's strongest man? Do you want to have a guess? Many. Uh, I think this might be a trick question. I want to say once. <laughs> it was only twice. Really? It was only twice. Third in 1980, second in 81, nowhere in 82, first in 83, third in 84, first in 85, and second in 86. But- I've had, uh, you know, there's been a, there's been many um, successful British strongmen since Capes. What was it about Capes that captured the public's imagination so? Um, I think it was his smile, Sam. Mm. I think it was his smile. The British public love a magical smile, don't they? I think as well, it was possibly because he reminded us of, um, you know, Popeye was quite popular at the time, wasn't it? And he reminded us of Bluto from Popeye. So I think it might have been that. Yeah. He didn't look unlike, um, well... He was in the same ballpark as Haystacks. Giant Haystacks was around a similar yeah, era, and they were both y- fat, bald, fat, fat bearded men. It is yin and yang, though. Haystacks was the the baddie, and yeah. Capes was a hero. So, yeah, yeah. there's a lot. Who did on. you prefer, Big Daddy or Capes? Oh, oh, oh Big Daddy or Capes? Oh, you t- as, as the good guys, you mean? Because you just mentioned Haystacks yeah. there. Just, just generally, Capes. Yeah, me too. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't mad on Big Daddy, to be honest. No, my favourite was Rollerball Rocco. He right, used to I do like forward him. rolls in the uh, in the <laughs> ring. He was good. I do that in a, in a combat situation. <laughs> drop and Sometimes. roll. Just drop and roll. I, I go. I see my. If I have to fight a gang, say a a, yeah. a biker a, a biker gang. Yeah. Say I'm having to fight a biker gang, which happens from time to time. It probably does in London. Yeah. And there's a lot of them, right? Oh, and I'm on my own. I just see them through my eyes. It's like Terminator or Robocop. Yeah. It's like a sort of a computer game through my eyes. I just see them as Skittles, human mm. Skittles. Yeah. And I take a run up, I drop, I roll, and it's like right strike. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Straight down the middle, not complying. That's um, all you can do, isn't it? I went to the St. Helens Boot Fair. I know you like a boot fair. Oh, I love a boot fair. God. For for one pound, I bought Golden Hits of Dusty Springfield. 
Vinyl. Um, it's got quite a lot of the big hits on. I only yeah. want to be with you. I just don't know what to do myself. Mm-hmm. Um, Good, know, Nick. It, I, well, I haven't played it yet. So oh. it, what do you think? I mean, I know you buy a lot of vinyl from from uh, boot sales. Hey, for anything for, for a pound of that quality, of that kind Can't of artist. Can't go wrong. And then for 50p, I got this book, The Great Railway Bazaar by mm-hmm. Paul Theroux. And right. what he does is he goes straight, gets on a train at Victoria... And he goes all the fucking way to China Wow! by train. He just doesn't stop. He hasn't used a travel agent or done any logistical planning in advance like you would. He just goes, fuck it, I'm going. I like trains. Fuck yeah. this, I'm going to go he, and I'm going to try money, and train though, hasn't it the he? whole he hasn't, way. He hasn't, he hasn't bunked on and dodged the, the ticket inspector, has he? No, I think he just buys tickets as he goes. Yeah. I mean, this was written in the mid-70s. Well, well, you so know. I don't know if tickets were cheaper then, probably. you know, Probably were. Before privatisation, certainly here. Yeah, And he's a successful author, isn't he, Paul Theroux? So he's probably got a few quid. He had a few quid in his pocket. By that yeah. stage, he'd had a couple of best-selling novels. So I haven't finished it yet, but for 50p, I thought that was good. That was it's all a, I got. All, it's all right. He's, he hasn't gone... There hasn't been no jeopardy, has there? He's just nah. fucking gone well, on holiday to China. No, but no, but but something that he skirts over because I have read chapter one. He goes, "I didn't have a job, so no one would notice I've gone. I had nothing to lose. It was I was free to do it. All yeah. I had to do was kiss goodbye to my wife and children." And go. And I thought, Hang on a minute, yeah. mate. Yeah, is that all you're saying about that? Right? You've got fucking little Louis Theroux. Right? Yeah. No wonder. This fucking, no wonder Louis Theroux has spent the rest of his life going around dangerous places speaking to gun nuts and fascists and Paul yeah. Daniels, right, to try and prove himself to his dad because he was abandoned. Yeah. Fuck got abandon- China. abandonment issues, like me. Always, always trying to seek my dad's approval because he abandoned me. Yeah. You know, dad, listen to fucking Top Flight Time Machine. It's a brilliant podcast. It will make you realise that I am of value. The other day we winner. did something about Jeff Capes being at fucking... <laughs> <laughs> what do you call it? Davos. <laughs> then maybe you'll see that I am... I'm not a disappointment to you, Dad. Anyway, I nearly and, bought... Do you think you, I made and, a and mistake? Your, your dad's had a look and gone, five episodes a week? Fuck off. Fuck that. What? <laughs> Three pound a month on Patreon? You must be fucking joking. I'm a pensioner. <laughs> yeah. Um, I uh, I nearly bought Blake Seven. The entire they had a they had all the box sets, the entire series, every episode DVD on DVD for right. fifteen pounds. Ooh, would you I don't know for that? I don't know. You might be scared new for that, could you not? On yeah, Amazon? I thought it was quite expensive. I could have heckled him down. He started giving me the hard sales, going, "Oh yes, it's uh." Mm. He was, was torn to me, and then in the end, I just went, "Yeah, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. It probably doesn't stand up now, does it?" And he looked, <laughs> a bit, he probably looked, a, he looked a bit fucked off. So then, cheeky I, bastard. And then I was at another stall, and I saw an old football annual from like nineteen seventy something, and yeah. it was called something like David Coleman's Footballing Mad Footballing World or some right. something like that. So I started having a leaf through. There was. One double-page spread that was just in, had a picture of Billy Bremner and the headline just said, Bremner's temper. <laughs> and it appeared to be just a sort of like 800-word essay on the temper of Billy Bremner, which obviously <laughs> was very tempting. 
Yeah. But I started having a look at it, and there was a couple of other bits and bobs in there. And then a woman came over and she went, it's a good old book, that, isn't it? And I went, yeah, looks it. And she, she looked at me quite semi-seriously, and she went, if you read any more, I'll charge you for it. Oh, fuck. I went, Pro-lata. I was thinking of buying it until she said that. Yeah. I just fucked off. I dropped the book. Dropped it like a hot stone and fucked off. There is there is nothing worse at a car boot sale or a flea market than the vendor trying to engage you in conversation. Fuck I'm there for now. one reason and one reason alone. I'm going to rummage through your stuff. I might buy some <laughs> of it. I don't want to be distracted by you having a fucking chat with me. This is Telling me fucking... about the items. Listen, right, I've got mates. Well, actually, yeah. I haven't, but that's for a reason, well, that, right? Yeah, it's but we I'm only lazy. see each other a couple of times a year. It's not as strong yeah. as it used to be. What we're still there for each other. Yeah, but, but yeah. I know there's a conversation waiting for me round about mid-October, and I put it in my diary. That's my one social conversation of the year, <laughs> and it's not here with you, right? Fuck off, telling me you're going to charge. I've only been reading it. I've, I've read literally the first hundred words of Bremner's Temper, which is mm. probably the best article in this stupid book. How much was that the book? David then? Coleman probably didn't even write anyway. Was it a quid? How much were charging I, for it? Then I didn't even get to that stage of so asking. So I mean, what is she going to charge pro rata for how much you've read? Is she going to charge you yeah. like four pence because you've read two pages? I was Fuck insulted. Off. I thought, look at me. I thought, look. Do you know who I am? I'm Sam Delaney. Do you think that I'm in the business of coming to an Isle of Wight car boot <clears> sale <throat> and fucking reading for free, right? Because I can't be bothered forking out to buy books for myself. No, that is not what I'm here to do. Yeah, of course I'm fucking checking the book out like I would even if I was in Waterstones. Even Amazon let you read a sample of it before you buy it. Get Look, real. I, I'm, I'm Britain's top journalist and one of Britain's top podcasters. I've yep. got the authority to commandeer this for the archives, <laughs> for my personal archive, for I the betterment of everyone else. Now, there is nothing yeah. you could do about it, right? You could call the local fucking St. Helens police station, right? And they would fucking say, no, we can't touch him, madam. Sorry. He's within his rights. He's within his rights. We know he's on the island. We were made aware of the fact that he is on the island. We have to be whenever he arrives. And for as long as he's here, he can treat the place like a fucking hotel. An all-inclusive hotel and all. Like a club med. Anything with any kind of cultural value, he can take. <laughs> it's it's within his remit. So I hand it over. I'm sorry, madam. I don't necessarily agree with it myself either. But this is this is the way it is. <laughs> Maybe once Brexit is pushed through, things will change. But for now, metropolitan elitists like your Delaney's they run the roost. To so give him the David Coleman book. <laughs> Just don't give him a bag. Just give it to him, and maybe I'll leave you alone. <laughs> <laughs> We've dealt with him before many times. He tends to just leave you you leave you be if you give him what he wants. He comes to the island every year and we always get calls like this and what we always say is give him what he wants and nine times out of ten he'll just go off he's and like, leave you. He's like a wasp around a pint of cider in a beer garden. <laughs> Half of the time he doesn't even want he's it's a power play. He doesn't even really want it. And once you say you can have it, he'll just throw it back at you and say, don't want it anyway, and walk off of it. Because like, wh- he feels that he's won a moral victory. So try that. <laughs> don't want it anyway. Shit book. Come on, Len. <laughs> I read Come the bit on, I liked. Come on, Len. The arcade will be opening in a minute. Get on the coins. 
Anyway, the the best non-coining thing that I thought you'd enjoy that happened in the Isle of Wight was on, I think, Friday or Saturday. It was fucking hot. Mm. And I was trying to... And I was exhausted. I can't remember. I think I've been playing football with Len. I tired myself out. Jesus. And the heat started to get to me. It was after lunch as well. And I thought, I need a snooze. And I yeah. couldn't get comfy on neither a deck chair, on the sand, or on one of our fold-out chairs. Wow. So I went to my mum's beach hut and I made up a little bed made of inflatable, like, you know, we had an inflatable ice lolly, which I used as a pillow, and some towels as a blanket. It was the middle of the day, it was about 2pm, and I just had a fucking, what what can only be called as a hut kip. Yeah. I left the door open to let air in, which meant that people walked past, and when I woke up, people were looking at me like an animal in a zoo. You'd made yourself a little nest. You'd fashioned a nest. It was 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I thought, fuck this, because it was the only place you could get truly... You know how hot it was last week? Yeah. It was the only place I could get truly cool. It was 100% shade, but it was airy because the door was open. So I didn't have privacy, and Mm. I was fully asleep for about 45 minutes, snoring and everything. And people were walking by, stopping, looking, pointing, all of that stuff. I didn't give a fuck, mate. It was one of the best kips I've had in ages. Good. That's the main I thing. Fuck everyone it. else. If you ever get the chance to kip in a hut, do it. Will do. Um, we've come to the end of this episode and we've kind of ended it with the message that we began it with, which is fuck everyone else. Yeah. So if there's anything Just we've learned from this. Listen, right. The <laughs> whole fucking shithouse that is going to come tumbling down. I've been, We've been telling you this for the last year and now it's upon us. Mm. Boris Johnson's gone fucking postal, right? This country, they're about to fucking release a load of ads that are effectively like Cold War fucking protect and survive ads about a no-deal Brexit. It's madness. So you might as well just fucking get on the coins, get on with doing what you're doing, fuck everyone else, and, you know, enjoy what's left of your life. What's left, because it's it's almost over, yeah. Mm. Right, um, that's it from this episode. We'll be back with a new Kevin Keegan tomorrow, if you're an Iron Filing subscriber. If you're not, we get the Keegan that we put out last week it might be Alden with Stale now. Keegan <clears throat> um, what else was I going to say yeah we'll try and do a, a, a mailbag delve as well later in the week because we've got a big backlog we've of them we got a build up of mail so yeah. you might get some bonus stuff later in the week that's it um, thanks for listening as ever bye bye thanks everyone bye bye thanks Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.